Here we go, we're back. It's Amazon Podcast. We're doing a Highborn Elder review today. I'm here with Lasse. Hello! <laughs> so Lasse and I, we're going to talk through the the Highborn Elves book for you guys. Version 1.0 was, was out a few weeks ago, and we've had a few, uh, few weeks now to play some games and look through it. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to just start now. So, dive right in. Army Special Rules, first one up, Martial Discipline. Uh, this has changed since 8th edition. It used to be army-wide fighting extra rank, and now it's uh, all the units can take a, basically a cold-blooded leadership test. So you roll 3d6 for the leadership test, and you remove the highest roll. So this is really, really useful with avoidance lists, um, because when you, if you're rallying, you can roll 3d6, and you're like pretty much guaranteed to rally on leadership 8 or leadership 9 of the musician or general or something like that. You can't take it for panic tests or break tests, but it's just really useful in general. I mean, how, how do you feel about this rule for like a high elves list? Like, how does it synergize with the army? In my opinion, it synergizes very well with the army because it gives you a lot of stability. Yeah. And uh, you have like high moral, high disciplined warriors. Yeah. And uh, it fits good with the theme. And uh, fighting in an extra rank was like too good, in my opinion. So yeah, this is really a good way to give them something different. I think it's quite a balanced rule. I'm a bit, I'm a bit salty that you can't use it for panic tests and break tests. Yeah. Like the lizardman can use it all the time, but then their units are a little bit lower leadership. <clears throat> um, the best thing for me is fear tests. Use it for yeah. fear tests. Uh, it's so annoying when you just fail that fear test, and because you you see because your your kind of one weapon is that you have high weapon skill, and as soon as your weapon skill one, it's it's game over. You can't kill anything. So the next one, uh, Master of Balance, Highborn Elves Army you can get plus one to channel when you have a wizard. Um, this is this is kind of a throwback, I think, to the old plus one to dispel. It's like a little bit more balanced rule. Plus one to channel, it's nice. Yeah. Um, Valiant, this is a bit of a complicated rule. If you're fighting someone with fear, you're stubborn. You are bodyguard for high prince and commanders if they haven't got honours. But I'm not sure if that's ever going to come into play. I think if you're running a character on foot, he's going to have an honour. And I don't ever think you're going to use that bodyguard part of the rule. I think you're more likely to fight things that fear causes. Because this is going on the, on the lion guard, so... And the and the what's it called the the uh, light, the royal huntsman honor guy as well gets this <laughs> avoiding drinking alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> <I was thinking. laughs> so yeah, uh, this is it's a nice it's a nice way of um, differentiating the lion guard though. I think it's it's a cool rule. Uh, last of their kind. That's for basically this rule stops you taking a thousand monsters which can fly. Um, you basically can only take two. Two flying monsters in your army list. And that's all the army special rules. We don't have much, really. Um, I really like the last rule. The last of the kind rule? Yeah. Also because later down in the book, you get the option to have more flying. Yeah. With the, on one of the honors. Yeah. So, in that way, it makes the, the army book more balanced. And the internal balance is better. Yeah, you can't... You can fit. You used to be able to fit in like two dragons, a dragon mage, two phoenixes. And it was just way too much. I don't see that extreme span. Yeah. So now the armory. Um, there's three things in this section. We have moonlight arrows. 
um, the strength four arrows with magical and flaming attacks, and this is going on your queen's guard. I think these are not as good as they used to be with a plus one to wound and arm piercing. No, because against stuff with toughness six or above, the plus one to wound arrows were very good yeah. because you were always wounding on five plus. Yeah. I so it depends on what you need them for. If you're going to shoot stuff with toughness three or four or five. Yeah. Then it's fine. But yeah, it used to be good against those sphinxes that were toughness eight or toughness seven, whatever they are, and trying to shoot them off is impossible. And wounding them on fives is really good when you're shooting like twenty shots. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, the bitter arrows, um, these are for the grey watchers. No volley fire and poison. So I think these are amazing. There's, I think there's a bit of controversy with this in the community. Some people don't like the fact that it's like poison on elves. It's kind of like, mm. oh, they shouldn't be using poison. But I, I think I think it's a fantastic rule, and it it fits the at least the fluff that that we're used to with the Games Workshop fluff. I think, I think it fits it fine, and it's so useful in the game that they my grey watchers are used to take out war machines. And the poison is just amazing for that. I think it's fantastic. I remember I had a Centaur BSB with toughness 5. Yeah. And I gave him the armor so he had toughness 6. And I charged him out of a unit against those, what were they called? Grey Watchers. Grey Watchers. And they <laughs> annihilated him with yeah. the poison shots. He <laughs> did 4, 5, 6s. I had like no, regen, no, I had no armor set but only 4 plus region. And... <laughs> I just failed it badly. <laughs> that was, the, that was the highlight of my uh, yeah. Grey Watchers. Fantastic. The last one was uh, Dragonforged Armor. And this is Heavy Armor with Fireborn and Water 6 Plus. This is really, really, really useful because you can put it on a character and you get Fireborn. Hmm. And then you don't have to spend your your uh, magic item points on it. You also get a Water 6 Plus, which synergizes well with uh, some of the high magic spells, which we'll talk to talk about later. And it's really good on the Knights of Rhyme as well, just to get that fireborn. Some war machines are flaming, and some attacks are flaming. Like the dwarf units with the flaming shots, you don't really don't care about those. You can just charge in, take the standard shoot, things like that. Really, really useful piece of kit. Um, the honors. Now, this is this is quite a complicated section. I think there are seven honors, eight honors. <laughs> um, there's lots of different ones. They're mostly for different kind of play styles and they're kind of ailing back from the old 8th edition units that you could take. So the first one is the Master of Canary Tower. This has got a little bit cheaper since the last edition. It's uh, for a, a Lord, you get all the signature spells on your Prince. And for a Hero you get uh, two, two of the signature spells you get to choose. And uh, I've been running this on a hero actually, I think it's really useful because it's a little bit cheaper if you run him as a hero and then your BSB so you can get 100 points for a wizard and a BSB mm. on one character so it's it's kind of a little bit cheaper and it's also really really useful, like the signature spells in general, they're the, some of the best spells in the game and I think it's really 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 useful on a, yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of these going on around the tournament scene. Um, next one is the Prince of Rhymer. Uh, this is the dragon, the dragon prince. We asked for this one, and uh, thirty points, and it includes a, a horse. So you get devastating charge with this honor, and you can also um, get extra dragons. So you can pay thirty points to get devastating charge, 
and free horse, so 40 points with a with barding, yeah. or mouse protection. So that's worth it in itself. And then the young dragon and the dragon, they cost a little bit more than the normal the normal mounts. So I think it works out at 75 points per model. 75 points, uh, sorry, to get the extra the extra last of their kind yeah. dragon or or phoenix or something as well. If you want to if you want to go with a monster monster mash flying circus list. It's a nice little honour, and it's also kind of fluffy, which we like. Hmm. The fleet officer, uh, this is the Sea Guard character. I think if you're going to buy this, you buy it for ambush, to be able to take a character of ambush in the unit of Sea Guard. Um, I don't think you take it another reason. Maybe to take a Sky Sloop, because a Sky Sloop's quite fun, and you get that ballistic skill 6 for the... What about the giant eagle? You don't think that's used? No, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe you you kind of lose the the free reform part of the honor because mm. the honor actually gives you a free re combat free combat reform if you get successfully charged, which is quite fun. You get charged in the flank and just turn to face yeah. them. Or, That's good. Or say they they once they charge you, um, it's after all charges have been resolved. So they charge <laughs> you and then they're wizards out of combat and then you reform your unit so you can fight the wizard or something mm. like that. It's kind of kind of useful, but on an eagle, <laughs> it's sixty points just to take it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. I think I'm just going to take it. It without on it. Just on. The, if I want an eagle guy, I'm just going to take an eagle on on my prince or on my noble. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to take a fleet officer. Uh, the next one is the high warden of the flame. This one is probably I think the best one. You get a four plus water <laughs> immune psychology, magma resistance, and divine attacks. And Holy the unit, moly, it's a lot yeah. of good stuff. Yeah, but it's expensive though, so you pretty much double your price of a noble. Um, it's really, really good on a BSB, I think. Yeah. You take two plus arm save, four plus ward save on foot, and I think this is the guy you're going to see on foot in the in the unit of Lion Guard. And magic resistance to the unit as yeah. well. Yeah, it's really, really nice. I always forget <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. And he has a three plus against magic, which is good. Yeah. Next one, uh, Queen's Companion. Uh, this is going to be seen in all the all the gunline lists. You get multiple shots free, and you give your unit quick to fire, and that's huge. That means you can run around with your sisters, or your sea guard, or your archers, and you can move and fire with no penalties. So the sea guard can move and fire and volley fire with all their models, <laughs> which is the steady aim rule which they have. We'll get to that. And then this this model can also take the moonlight arrows with strength four, or the poison arrows, and and uh, get the this, what they call bitter arrows and get poison and also scout so you can have a scouting character as well yeah. the next one is the royal huntsman uh, this one you're going to see a lot I think you can put him on a lion chariot which is insanely good you can get toughness 5 model with a 1 plus rerollable armor save mm. which is crazy the new shit yeah this is uh, heroes on chariots yeah exactly really it's, good. it's really good I think this one has been christened the, the limo the limo huntsman yeah because it's like riding a limo, yeah. uh, the best the best uh, mount you can get for it. <laughs> so the limo, the limo prince um, gets lion fur, so he gets plus one armor save, and he can't take dragon armor, fair enough. He gets multiple wounds too when fighting with a great weapon, and he's immune to fear and terror. And he also gets valiant, yes, so he gets all the valiant rules that we already talked about, so stubborn against fear causes and mm. things like that. One thing that you should know, he does not get bodyguard. I played in a tournament last week and he was yeah. like, oh, he's stubborn. He's not stubborn because it's only rank and file. 
models that get stubborn. It's not a chariot model, no. but he's still he's still uh, valiant and uh, he's still <laughs> pretty tanky with a one plus one plus armor save. Mm. So the wizards wizard honors Asfad scholar. Uh, this one's okay. I like it, but I don't think I'm ever gonna take it. Um, you get extra six inch range, which is really nice. Maybe in a gun line list, this mm. is gonna be good. And three inch range for auras, which is which is significant. I think it's okay. Nine inch range on yeah, on flaming good. sword or something like that. Um, and you get a, a free spell. And I think drain magic is really really good spell, but it's but it's uh, situational, let's say. So you can basically dispel last one turn spells. All good. Let Lassa read it. <laughs> So if you if you if you have a fighting at someone who casts a, a plus two toughness on the unit or plus one strength plus one toughness reroll hits or flaming. I, I could see this be used in a etc to counter certain armies that have uh, access to a lot of remains in place spells. Yeah. If you see an army uh, running shadow magic, for example, mm. where you can. Uh, Reduce strength and toughness yeah. and stuff like that. I think it's a really useful thing to have, but for thirty points on a whiz, on a on a hero, I think it's a bit expensive. Yeah. Maybe twenty five. It would be. I'd see it a bit more. Yeah. The last one. This is my favorite. Oh, one. it also works on last one turn. Yeah. Yeah. So augment and hex spells. I'm uh, playing beast herd, and if I met that, I would have a hard time. I think. Yeah. Casting Wisdom's Wildform or the Run Shadow, yeah. it's Miasma. Or it's only power level 4 as well. And, yeah. So it's quite, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then the next one, Order of the Fiery Heart. And this is this is close to my heart because I always run <laughs> the Dragon Mage. Mm. So this is, uh, you have to ride a dragon or a young dragon. It's it's quite expensive, but it's worth it, I think. Because mm. obviously the cost is, the cost kind of includes the dragon as well. And you can take dragon armor. So you can actually get a two plus armor save on your young dragon wizard, yeah. and if you really want, you can get two plus armor save with a reroll. <laughs> so he's quite tanky. Um, always generate spells from path of fire, and always knows flaming swords in addition to its spells. So you always have flaming sword. Then you, if you're level two, you get two additional spells. So you always have three spells if you're level two, on five spells from fire if you're mm. level four. And I think fire is actually one of the best laws at the moment. I think it's really, really good. It's that useful is. in all situations. Fireball is one of the best spells by far. True. And flaming sword is good as well. Yeah. Does it come with a breath attack? Yeah, the dragon has a so breath attack. So you can cast flaming sword on yourself. And yeah, plus one to wound. Attack. Yeah. And the best thing is that you can cast your damage spells in combat. Mm. So you run into combat and then you pew, pew, pew with your fireballs and right. all the other shit going on. Like, actually, you can cast spells in the combat that you're in. Yeah. Which is which is really, really good. And yeah, that's, that's also insane. for the lore attribute as well. So you cast your flaming sword and you get your lore attribute in the combat that you're fighting in. Yeah. So it's not it's not a complete waste. It's, I think it's really good. I'm actually running this in the game that we're going to have later. Mm -hmm. So you'll get to oh, see it. So quickly through the magic items. Um, some of them have changed a little bit. Some of them haven't. Um, in general, I'm not that impressed with the magic items. I think some of them are really good and some of them are not so good. Um, firstly, the Great Bow of Elu, 35 points. It's basically a strength 5, 3 shots bow. It's okay, it's expensive. I think you're not going to see this in every list, but I think some shooting lists are going to, you're going to see it. Any defensive list that can 
spare 35 points on a prince. Um, you never, I don't think you're going to see it very often on a hero. I think people are just mm. going to take the Queen's Guard honour or the Queen's Companion honour instead because it's cheaper and you can have other magic items. If you can, if you you're going to see this on a prince that has good defence. Yeah. Maybe on a dragon. Maybe on a probably on more likely on a chariot. And the next one. Most of the time you hit on two plus and yeah. The bounce of shards, strength five. Right? Yeah, strength five. Yeah. So strength you can five. also buff. You can also take a potion of strength and buff it to strength six. Yeah, strength six. seven shots. Yeah, yeah. Seven, yeah. I think, but that's that's quite a big investment for one one so, use only item. But then you can use it in the potion of strength in other ways as well. Yeah, you can use it in combat. Yeah. Yeah, that so might be a might, might be a good build. Yeah. The next one, Spear of the Blazing Dawn. I think this is like a, a fluff, a fluffy kind of item. I like that they put a spear into the book. I think it's mm. really really cool. That they have like a magic item that's a spear. It's really like elven. Yeah. Um. So this gives you at one strength, one more strength than the target's toughness. So you're always wounded on a three plus, mm. which is really good. Um, so if you're fighting a dragon, with toughness six, you're shrimp seven. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic, but I don't think it's all of that. I think I'd, I'd rather see it. I'd rather see a sixty point spear with multiple wounds two, or something like that. I'd, it's it's okay, but you only have three attacks if you're fighting a dragon, something like that. Yeah. And you have to be on foot as well, because it's a spear. You have to be on foot, so you're just gonna get stomped to shit if you're fighting a monster. Why do you have to be on foot? Because it's a spear. Can't you have a? Can you use a spear on a mount? No, I don't think so. I think like it's like a light lance. Yeah, but just without getting the extra strength. Uh, I don't know how I don't. I'm not sure about that, but I'm pretty sure you have to be on foot, mm. and you're just gonna get your ass stomped into the ground. Yeah, that's true. You also get armor piercing because it's a spear, so don't forget that. But yeah, I think I think this one needs a bit more. It's really good, and I think it could be really good. It could be really, it could be much better. But it is cheap. Yeah. It's worth its points. But I think I'd rather take a hero sword on a hero character, and I'd rather take a great weapon or a, mm. or a giant blade or something on a prince, if I want to kill monsters. Uh, the next one, Demon Hunter's Helm. This has got a little bit of a nerf. It can't be taken on large targets now, so you can't have it on a Gryphon. Mm. It's basically what it's stopping you doing. Um, free plus water against magic attacks. It's a fantastic item. This is what you're going to see on the Chariot guy. Yeah. He's going to be on a Chariot with this with this uh, with this item. It's going to have a one plus rerollable and a free plus against magic attacks. It's going to be untouchable. <laughs> but, and it's very cheap as yeah. well. 35 points for a lord and 25 for yeah. It's a really good item. A shame we can't be on a griffin anymore, but I don't think anyone's really running griffins. Yeah. Next one, uh, Gleaming Robe. I think this is a really cool item. It's kind of, it makes you ephemeral, so you're getting 2 plus water against regular attacks. This is going to be awesome if you're on foot and you want your Arch Mage and your, and your Lion Guard or your Swordmasters or your Flame Wardens. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's good until you come against something with magical attacks. Unless you're fighting demons, you're just gonna get fucked. Yeah. Your mage is just gonna get killed out of the unit. And it's forty-five points, so it's quite a big investment. I don't know if you'd rather just have a four plus auto or a four plus regen. It's very situational. Yeah. Because yeah, if you meet a demon army, you're fucked. But against like most of the other armies, yeah. it's pretty good. 
you can it, it allows you to have that mage in your fighting unit yeah. and, and kind of survive which yeah, you don't good. have to uh, spend points on having a mage bang or yeah. stuff like that it's, I think it's quite a useful fluffy item as well for the high elves and also you can, you can walk around alone if, if, if you see the opponent's yeah. army and you play with open army lists yeah the no magic missiles yeah, yeah. You can just walk around alone. That's quite good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, not, you're not worried about war machines. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, I was <laughs> I was running my mage around, like, a, I was just running him around playing against Christopher, yeah. and he cast a comet, and I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And the wizard was like, 12, like 11, 12 inches away. I think it was exactly 12 inches away <laughs> from the comet, from the point of the comet. Yeah. I was like, the only way that you can <laughs> kill my, my wizard is if the comet comes down next turn right. and you roll an, a 5 and a 6, or a mm. 6 and a 6 for the comet roll. And he fucking rolled it at 11, ah. and the, yeah. the wizard got splattered by the comet. I was like, oh, it's like, should have worn, worn my robes. Even if I was wearing, actually, I think I was wearing the robes, and it's yeah. like, ah, oh, can't do anything. So, next one, Cloak of the Stars. This is a load of shit. Spells targeting the bearish units suffer minus one to the casting roll, 20 points. So it's five points cheaper, it's still shit. I don't know why it's in. It, why? Yeah. yeah, it just. It, it's stupid. If it was your enemy spells, it would be fine. But it's not, it's all spells. So, I don't. I would never want to have this on a character or on a unit just in case I want to buff them. It's like an item that you put in if you make a Death Star and just put. Everything you can yeah. into that unit. And maybe it's an item but, that you use if you're running no magic in your army. Yeah. And I think you can run no magic in the high elf army, but... Uh, come on. Yeah. Uh, give, give me something else, please. Yeah, it's a waste of space. Yeah. Shard of Sinurin? I think I like this item for 10 points, but it's got so many limitations now. It used to be really good, the way it used to be, with... You can re-roll your hits, but now you have to re-roll all your hits. So if, it's not if you just miss, it's, it's you look at your dice and you say, okay, do I want to re-roll them all or do I want to re-roll none? <laughs> so it's it's a bit, uh, yeah, for 10 points still, I don't know. And then you take a wound at the end of the phase. The, you, this used to be, you put this on your Swordmaster, your Swordmaster champion when they could take enchanted items. Mm. And then you got it gets three weapon skills, six attacks. Which is pretty good. It's front five, and then you're re-rolling your hits and your wounds, and then they're re-rolling the armor saves. But mm. now, and then he dies at the end. But you can't take it on them now anyway. And yeah, it's not as good. <clears throat> it's okay. I've used it in a on an eagle guy, because I then with the white magic counter. So I put mm. a counter on the eagle guy, and then um, and then use the use the item, and then I countered the wound. With the counter, and I think that's the that's the synergy with it. So you have to use it on an eagle guy, yeah. or a guy on a horse or something, and then and then put a counter on before you risk it, and then it doesn't take a wound. Um, Amethyst crystal, this one's really good, but again, I'm not sure if I'm gonna use it ever. It's 55 points, so you have to take it on a lord mage. Yeah, maybe tell what it does. Yeah, so you get one of your power opponent's power dice, so. Say so you you roll a five and a three for magic, and you get five dice, and your opponent gets three. That's now, that's now four and four. So it's really really strong. If you don't want your opponent to cast spells, it's the best item you can take. Mm. But I still think you need a dispel scroll. Yeah, you have to run a level three and a level one. Yeah. Or a level four and a level one. Or something. Yeah, and that so also you means can you have get two arcane items. Yeah, exactly. That also means you get plus you get you channel on a three plus. 
Yeah. So you get plus one to channel, plus one for being high elves, and then plus two for both your wizards. So yeah. you run a level three and a level one, and then your opponent doesn't cast any spells. But it's a big investment in points just to get that, and I'm not sure I want to do that. I think we should play test it. It's, it looks okay, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. But you would never run a level three and a level one. No, I've never. I don't think I've ever run that. Okay, <laughs> if so I'm going to take a level three, I take one level three or one level four. I don't take okay. two wizards. Don't you run sometimes two level two? Or yeah, I run two level like two. Yeah. But you can't take it on level two. It's yeah, five points. True. So the next one, I'm just going to open my beer. Book of Maladies. Uh, this is the old Book of Hoeth. Really good item. I, I've used this on my Dragon Mage a lot, actually. For mm. 25 points, you can reroll a. Oh, it's changed. It's got a massive nerf, actually. You can reroll a single power dice. Oh, no, no, that's how it was. Sorry, my mistake. Probably edit that out. So, yeah, really good. Use it on my Dragon Mage. You can reroll a single power dice uh, once per phase, which I think is really useful. You, you always roll that one one spell where you roll like one or two dice too low, or you really want to get a spell through and you roll a one, you just roll an extra one. And the risk is that you the risk is that you're gonna get a double six and blow yourself up, but it's really good on a <clears throat> level two mate in my opinion. Yeah, for twenty five points it's fantastic. Yeah, you just run this uh, alchemist guy. Yeah. Taking out high armor guys and we roll the dice. Yeah, I think it's a really strong item. Yeah. And um, what's the name of the signature spell? Uh, doom? It used to be doom. I think you drink now. Yeah, I drink now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. It's not Searing Doom though. Uh, the two magic banners, both are really useful. First one is you get a channel, so you get another channel. So you can actually channel on a 2 plus if you go full magic defense. Mm. And um, and all friendly wizards within 12 inches get plus one to dispel. So that's giving you extra magic defense. But I think you have to build your army around this again. You've got to have your, this on a unit which has a wizard in. So maybe you combo this one with the gleaming robe. Yeah. Have your wizards in the unit that you are sitting in, and then you can put plus ones dis dispel. Yeah. So it's a good item, but then again, you've got to build your list around it. True. Uh, War banner of Rhymer. I like this one. This one you can use on any unit. Yeah. Thirty points. charge. Yeah. For thirty points. Yeah. So this makes your your knights of Rhymer strength seven on the charge. Right. Yeah. This makes your lion guard strength seven on the charge. This makes your flame wardens strength five on the charge. It makes your swordmasters strength six on the charge, and you can also spearmen strength four on the charge. Yeah, but then you have to put it on the BSB because yeah, okay. they can't they can't take thirty points. One thing I have been seeing, and one thing I've been doing myself, is putting this on the BSB in a unit of silver helms to give them strength yeah. six. It's quite nice. You can have a silver helm bus with a prince and prince with strength seven, mm. and like a giant blade, and then a hero with strength six. So you get four attacks at strength eight. Three attacks at strength seven, mm. and then all the silver helms are strength six. On a core unit. Yeah, on a core unit. It's very similar to the banner you have in the Beast Herd book. Okay. It's uh, you have those uh, wild horns. Their old name were Gorse. Yeah. And they have only strength three. Okay. And you give them pad weapons, but then you can give them this banner that in one round, they got plus one to strength. Okay, that's good. You so, don't have to be on the so, charge. Yeah, so now you can have like a big uh, core unit that's quite, quite doable of yeah. fighting in one round without magic. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's kind of the same you see here. Um, 
But here you have to have just just the charge. Yeah. Get the charge. But that's not so hard with the high ups because you quite have quite high movement, yeah, so it's true. not too bad. So yeah, next one. Uh, that's all the magic items. So now we're just going to quickly go through the different <coughs> options in the army list. Um, the first one is the prince, obviously. Uh, this is your fighting character. He can ride a dragon, he can ride all the monsters, he can be on foot if you want. There's quite a few combos of him on foot. Um, he's, he's the highest leadership model in the army, leadership 10. Hmm. Um, he's going to be your leader. Uh, yeah. General. General, all the time. Uh, Archmage, level 3, wizard master, quite standard. Again, you can ride your dragons, you can ride, you can even ride an ancient dragon if you want, yeah. <laughs> if you want a huge base model. Um, nothing's changed here really. Um, I think it's actually quite nice to have an archmage in the order of the fiery heart on the dragon. Mm. It's quite fun. Uh, Commander, this is going to be your BSB, 9 times out of 10 unless you're playing a small point game or you're just trying to spam loads of heroes. Mm. Uh, Mage, this is your sportcaster, probably going to have a dispel scroll or some kind of crazy magic item setup if you're running something weird. Um, the next part I want to talk about a bit more detail is the character mounts. Now this has changed, I would say, drastically in a way because the old build with the ancient dragon, in my opinion, is no longer viable. You, it, it's a load of shit. Fly 7 with a monster that is 100 by 150 millimeter base. Mm. That's like a three times, three times there's base size. If you get if you get like a stone thrower shot in the middle of your base, there's no way that it's gonna miss. And let's try and talk about what the advantages and disadvantages are of yeah. having a big base. So let's go through the advantages. Advantages from a big base? Yeah, uh, you can cover more space with your inspiring presence. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Maybe it's, like it's still like four inches more. Yeah, or two, two inches to each side. And um, well, you have the ability to block if you just want to uh, make sure that a unit doesn't charge something, except other than your dragon. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> and you also get a slightly wider charge arc. Yeah, true. Yeah, you have more vision. Yeah. You can see a little bit more, yeah. but I don't think it outweighs the, the disadvantages. Let's go through them. <laughs> you get hit more easily yeah, by, from, a stone by a stone throw, which is probably the one weakness of yeah. the dragon, especially with ordnance being so good. Yeah, it's more difficult to hide him. Yeah, you can't hide him as well. Like you get these small bits of impassable terrain, and you just yeah. can't hide from the stone throwers that are gonna hit you more easily. Yeah. Um, it's it's harder to maneuver because sometimes you want to fly him into small spaces. Yeah. Where your opponent's left or mistakenly like giving you a little angle that you can get yeah. in, and you can't do that anymore. And more people can hit you if you have to maximize. Yeah. The... If you're fighting a big unit, you can get more attacks against you. Yeah. So it, it, I think the negatives are more than the positives by and far. And also, if you charge with two units, where one of them is your dragon. Yeah. You won't be get. You can always get a corner to corner. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He can do that. But at the same time. Toughness 7, 7 wounds, strength 7, 6 attacks. That's good. Weapon skill 6. It's That's worth 100 points, but not for the big base. Mm. And I'm also a little bit sour because I've <clears throat> I've scratch built two dragons, and both yeah. both of them are on a monster base, chariot base, so yeah. I'm never going to ever use this ancient dragon. But if it was fly 8, I would consider it. 
was fly eight. I was so you want to have two, one more movement. One more movement in the fly. And there's a big dragon, you know. It's yeah, flying yeah. like it's quite. It's, it's on a big base. It's going to be bigger. It's it fly a big further. body too. It's yeah. really and fat. No, it's not a fat dragon. It's a it's, it's a old. leaf dragon. <laughs> there's like a story from uh, one of the elf books where I think it's Imric. He's like mm. getting on his dragon and he's flying like halfway around the world. Yeah. It's like that's definitely worth a flight eight. Come yeah, on, <laughs> it's an ancient dragon. It can fly really far, and it gives me an excuse if it's flight eight that I'll actually want to build a model like this. So what is the total cost if you want to of an ancient it? dragon? Yeah. It's I think it's a hundred points plus two hundred and sixty. So still still the same. So yeah, three hundred and sixty points yeah. for an ancient dragon. Yeah, two fifty. So, so it's yeah, three hundred and fifty points for an ancient yeah. dragon. So it's exactly the same as before, pretty much. But it's just got that huge base size, and this is a new change. And uh, I oh, don't... Yeah, another advantage could be that you have the ability to, while more heroes can hit you, you also have the ability to lock more characters. If you want to challenge them out one at a time. Yeah. You can lock more characters, uh, avoiding them yeah. striking your second unit and stuff like that. I think that's a little bit situational, maybe. But it's, you can do it yeah. if you play wise. Yeah, the only other change I think, or the main change in the uh, character mounts, is the sky sloop. Um, the buff range or the debuff range got reduced to got increased to twelve inches, which is nice. I was using these a lot before. I'm not using them so much now because it's ETC warm up time. Mm. But I think it, I think it's really, really, really good. The minus one weapon skill with 12 inch range. It used to be six inches, and I think it's really good. And then also the thunderbolt spell got reduced in power level, so it's easier to cast. So that was a nice little buff there. Core, um, citizen spears, 105 points for 15 models. That's a bargain. <laughs> 15, 15 wow. elven spearmen, really cheap. I think you, we're going to see these much more in lists now. Uh, I'm taking them every now and again. Um, I tried a list with four units of 15 spearmen mm. in my core, and it, I think it worked really well actually. I played against the yeah, I played against yeah. Kingdom of Equitain, and it was like <laughs> it was worried to charge me. I had so many small units. Yeah. I think they're yeah, I think they're really good. Um, a lot of attacks also. Yeah. Attacks. Yeah, I think you either keep them cheap and cheerful, yeah. or you go big, 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 big horde. Even at nine points per model, that's okay. Mm. And you can give them heavy armor, which so, I think. So, how much? How much? Fifteen divided with hundred and five. What do you pay per model? Uh, <laughs> you're asking me maths questions yeah. after we've been drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what I want to do right now. Okay, less than nine. Yeah, less than nine. I think it's like seven and a half or something like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Citizen archers, basic archers, they've got light armor, which is nice. Nothing special there. Is that nice? What do you need it for? One in six of your archers get saved if you're getting a shot at shrimp free. Okay, so if you have a <laughs> shootout. Yeah. Okay, I see. It, yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty much a free. I think if there were eight points a model with plus one point for light armor, you'd take them at eight points per model and not bother with the armor. Yeah. But it's on there, so. So be it. Uh, the archers, obviously, they are longbow troops, so 13-inch range, as opposed to some of the other troops, which are 24. And that's mm. the benefit of having archers compared to 
Sea Guards, which we're going to talk and about now. That's a good banger for your mates as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what I'm using it as primarily. I take a unit of 20 of these in my core with a banner, scoring unit, mm. and sit, sit my mages in there. Um, as we said, the, they shoot a bit further than the Sea Guards with the bows. And the Sea Guard are kind of your dual unit. You have mm. spears and you have bows. They're more expensive, obviously, because they do both things. And you can also pay for ambush. And I think the ambush is really, really overpriced. Oh, yeah, three points, three per, points model. per model. 15 points per model for a toughness free unit. I think it's way too much. So that's the nerf? Or that's the nerf. That unit yeah. was so good yeah. back in the days. It used but... to be two points per model. And you could ambush as many as you like. Now it's up to twenty and three points per model. Yeah. I don't mind it up to twenty. I think that's fair. I don't. Th I think unit of forty sea guard coming in your backline is a bit harsh. Yeah. But I think uh, two points per model would be enough. Um, I'm running these actually in my etc list, so you'll get to face them in a bit. Then they are good if you take them. They are okay. But sixty points for ambush. <clears throat> yeah. Half the time I don't even ambush them because <laughs> I, I look at my list. I'm like, okay. I look at your list, I'm like, okay, I need the shooting, yeah. and I need that block there, and you have no war machines, apart from your Saigor, but your Saigor can run around. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to, that's 60 points wasted against you. So I don't know, I think they're okay. Uh, the steady aim rule is nice. That means that they can all shoot mm. with volley fire. So um, they can all shoot in the units, so that's 20 shots, and you can sit in your sit in your deep ranks yeah you I think that's really good with yeah. Ranks, yeah the two cavalry units in the core are your lancers uh, you can give them a 2 plus arm save you're probably going to do that every time but before we move on uh, when you ambush the sea guards yeah. what is the option what do you like why don't you just kill them normally um, in my list I'm running monster mash flying circus yeah. so they're there to come in the back and clean up the war machines so that I can fly out with my dragon and my phoenix, mm. and they're also there if if uh, if the opponent's coming across the board at me, then I can come on on the flank and flank mm. them, flank the opponent, and a lot of the time armies have a wizard bunker at the back. Yeah. Like Undying Dynasties <clears throat> is a perfect example. They always always have a wizard bunker with the hierophant in, or the necromancers sitting there with a va vampire coming. Mm. With the unit of zombies, and I can come on the back, and I can threaten that bunker. Do you think that ambush is okay when you only have one unit? Yes. It's just because I'm a beast herd player, and I have the option to ambush in turn one if yeah. I don't start. I have the option to reroll ambush, and I always think that if you only ambush one unit, you're screwed. It's kind of about timing, yeah. because it happens at the start of the movement phase in your remaining moves phase. Yeah. So and you have so to obviously yeah, you have, have to roll a lot of flying marks yeah. that can support. Yeah, you have fast. to you have to roll a dice, and yeah. the amount of times you roll a one or a two, yeah. it's just oh come on, yeah. come on every time. Oh yeah, and they can shoot when they yeah, come and they can shoot with twenty shots when they come on, and and you can choose where they come on. You can even you can even bring them on in your half of the table. Yeah. You don't have to go in the enemy half if you can't support them. Mm. And with my list, I can support them because I can fly up fourteen inches with my dragons. Yeah, put pressure. Yeah. So if the people turn around... Yeah. So. Again, you have to build your list around it, but I think they're really strong. Mm. Um, the Lancers, <clears throat> 95 points, 5 and 4 points per model to get them 2 plus armor save. Uh, there's two ways you can use these. There's one as a big bus, as we've mentioned before. Big bus of all the characters. Um, 
probably some kind of magic support with that. Or you can use them as a small chaff flanking unit. And I don't really like this this unit. I think if I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it as a, a, a character bus. I think they're okay. They're good chaff, but I haven't really used them to that great effect against many things. You don't like running just five? Two, two, and one? I, I ran five against Christopher last weekend, uh. and they charged in the flank of a unit of Knights Aspirant in the Equitane army, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I charged in the flank, I killed one, and then they ground me down after two or three rounds. Mm. I just don't think they do enough. Shrimp five is not good enough. And But also only for 95 points, perhaps yeah. they're... They shouldn't do more than taking a war machine or some chaff. Yeah, I, I just think the opponent have a hard time shooting them away and panicking. I'd rather have a unit of ten archers. Yeah. And or I'd rather have a unit of of reavers, as we're going to talk about now. I think they mm. the reavers are better as redirectors because they're more mobile. Yeah. And the archers actually do more in your in your uh, chaff war because they can take out the chaff at range, mm. and they can protect your protect areas of the board as well. Five shrimp, five shrimp, five attacks hitting on threes or twos is not all that. I don't think. It's more the ability to have all that armor. Yeah, like, like yeah, what I, think... I normally see is that chef like reavers and stuff like that. One magic missile, one yeah round of shooting. They are kind of yeah, um, yeah. You're right. You're right. With those guys, two plus armor safe. But they they they're durable, but they don't do they don't do enough. I don't know. This is my experience with them. I don't really like them. If I want to take cavalry, I'm going to take Rhymer Knights. Uh, the last unit in core is the Reavers. Uh, this is your fast cavalry unit. Uh, Vanguards, they can get bows. They're probably You're probably always going to take bows on them for five points. Five more shots is nice, always. Yeah. And mass protection, probably never going to see it. You may as well. For, you can take an extra model for, for the same, excuse me, the same price. It's 15, 14 points a model, so... You can have one more wound instead of a five plus arm save, and that's always better. Because so much things is arm piercing, and you're going to get hit with a strength four. I don't time. get it. 14 points, you get one more wound, but yeah. it's only three points. For... But that's per model. So then you can either pay 15 points to get five plus arm oh, save, yeah. or 14 but points. I think for the idea is that if you want to build like a big unit and give them but everything. Would you want to build a big unit of them? You can't put a character in there because then then they won't be fast cavalry. Yeah, that would that would be stupid. But what's the price? You ha always have to look at the price per model after the first five. fourteen. Yeah. Because you see that with the feral dogs in the beast army. Okay. It's like you pay forty points for five, and then each model. After that one is only four points. Okay. So sometimes you just want to spend twenty of them. Yeah. They get ambush and scout for free. Cool. So for hundred points, you have twenty <laughs> feral hounds. We were th we were talking about doing thirty in the uh, in the Warriors of Chaos army because uh, there's poison. Fuck Warriors of Chaos drink. Yeah. <laughs> Say that right. Yeah. <laughs> Warriors of the Dark Gods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so poison. And just to the new horde. listeners, we have to drink whenever we say the, the old names. Old names, yeah. yeah. I think that I was actually listening to a podcast the other day, and uh, it was the Orc and Goblin review yeah. from the guys from America. Yeah, and the drink. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what are they called now? What, they're not, are they Orcs and Goblins? I don't think so. 
have no clue. Should we look it up? Yeah, we should look it up. Let me know for next time. But yeah, yeah. they were doing the same <laughs> the same drinking rules. They yeah. were, I was just like, oh, <laughs> I just I just kind of heard it. I was like, oh, nice. I think people are adopting our drinking yeah. game. It's very good. Yeah, and so next we're going to talk about special units. Uh, the first special unit in the book is Swordmasters. Um, there's so much controversy on these guys. They are called. Oxen and goblins. goblins. Oh, you <laughs> I was right. Drink. You, you have to drink. <laughs> so can we get back to the? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So swordmasters. There's so much controversy on these. Um, they're good, but they're so fragile. I mean, as a beast herd player, you're probably scared of these guys because you can't really deal with them that much unless you shoot them away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, toughness three, five plus armor save. Or yeah, I think they need they need something more, and and I, I know that a lot of people are sour about these guys, but I promise you that the rules team are aware of people's displeasure and how this unit's working, and I know that after the ETC that these will be the first probably the first thing out of all the army books that are looked at. Can you say why people are sour? Um, well, this is one of the most iconic units in the high elf fuck highborn elves <laughs> highborn elves um army book and and they've always had like some kind of special rule that makes them really really powerful in in sixth edition it was they don't ignore always strikes last for great weapons and now they just ignore parry mm. and distracting so it's really really situational um in the, one of the last iterations, they could have plus one to hit or minus one to be hit. And that was way, way too strong, but it was crazy good. I was running them, everyone was running them. And, yeah, they just don't just do not do it for me. I'd rather see them at, at 17 points a model and a really strong unit. It's true they are very situational. But if you have to think of it in an ETC perspective... But but this isn't necessarily just an ETC game. I think yeah. the majority of the players are not playing ETC and yeah, never will play ETC. That's, that's true. And I think they just do, if if you're fighting if you're playing in a regular tournament, mm. you don't know who you're going to play. Yeah. If you're playing any any elf army, they're just going to get shot off the board into a one. Yeah, and there there will never be any parry. Yeah, exactly. It's only skeletons. And skeletons or warriors. Yeah. War. They're good against warriors of the dark gods, the Nurgle, like distracting and parry things like that. Excuse me, but yeah, I just it's it's just annoying because they they were so good, they were so good, and now they're not, and they're so iconic for the high elves. I mean, fuck, yeah. <laughs> high barn elves. I would personally seventeen points model plate armor. Four percent save and plus one to hit. That's what I would change them to. Seventeen points per model. Yeah, and limit them to max twenty, or give them an option: plus five points, you gain plate armor and plus one to hit. And then you have the option. Because hmm. otherwise, they get just get shot off. I mean, I played I played this a big unit of swordmasters with the holy icon, so they're rerolling other opponents' yeah. war saves. I played against Patrick. It was, again, it was highborn elves against highborn elves, and he had a unit of Phoenix Guard, and I was like, rubbing my hands, <laughs> here we go, re-rolling your ward save, mm. and they were shot off in two turns. But didn't he just then also focus on shooting at that unit? Yeah. Can't you buy some kind of item to avoid? Like, is there, isn't there an item like minus one to hit? Or... No. Okay. They used to be, they also there used to have hard There is this item target. in the main rule book that 
Okay, you have to reroll sixes to wound. Yeah. But because you're so low charge. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You could take the charm of cursed iron, which gives you a five plus against war machines. Yeah. But then you have to have a character in there, mm. and that kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, adds to the points it's of the unit. Yeah. yeah, I think th this unit you're going to see in units of ten or mm. units of five. And just as a small flanking unit that yeah, it's interesting that you can like spam it in yeah, small, small units of five. Yeah. But yeah, lots so, of controversy here, and I think it will get it will get addressed after etc. See how they do, and then when they realise that no one takes them, <laughs> they will uh, they will change it. Uh, Lion guard. Um, this is your kind of heavy infantry, is what I would say. They have a four plus armor save and a three plus armor save against shooting. I I take these in. I would say 70% of my lists I have a unit of Lion Guard and I usually either go 10 with Skirmish or between 25 and 30 in in regular formation, in Horde formation. I can read here they ride a maximum of 15 models when Skirmishing. Yeah. Why won't you run 15? Why? Just to figure out why they okay. put that cap yeah. on 15 and not 10. Um, I take 10, yeah. because 10 with Skirmish is 150 points, yeah. but then they're 14 points per model after the first 10. So that's um, 5 times 17 is 35, 50, 85. That's uh, over 200 points for a Skirmishing flanking unit that is going to fight monsters. Yeah. And I think if you're going to fight monsters, you, you, you need 10. 10 is going to kill a monster. Yeah. Hits on threes and wounds on fours, or or threes if it's toughness five, and you do multiple wounds against monster. That's why I bring them, and I bring them for skirmish. If the skirmish, they're faster. They can flank and stuff. That's and I'm not going to take fifteen. Do you think they would be too good if you could bring more than fifteen models in one year of skirmish? Yeah, you can't give them any kind of bodyguard or something. Yeah, yeah they can. Ha they they have bodyguard again with with certain characters. Right. So that's good for a skirmish. Yeah, know. and that's probably why they can't. Yeah, go about yeah. fifteen. Yeah. And nice. and one of a kind that makes sense. Yeah. It, yeah. it would be kind yeah. of uh, fun to play against an army like all skirmish. That's three three units of skirmish uh, guys. Yeah. Uh, I think these these guys are you. You're going to use them to crack your armor and kill your monsters, and maybe you take. Ten skirmishers or a big unit, a big horde. Yeah, and they are really tough to shoot down. Yeah. Like skirmish, minus to hit, yeah. armor against shooting. The next one is Flame Wardens. Um, I really like these guys as well. I haven't actually used them in this uh, edition yet, but I would really like to. I have 20 of these in my box. Um, you can have maximum 25, but they're really expensive. 16 points a model, but you do get a 4 plus ward save and fight an extra rank. So this is one of the units that kept the fine extra rank rule, and I think they need it because they're only strength four. Mm. I think you have to run these guys with a magic banner. You always have to take a magic banner, whether that's armor piercing, or if that's the banner of Rhymer. You have to take a magic banner that helps the ki helps kill stuff. You can't take a magic banner that gives them movement, or you can't take a magic mm. banner that gives them magic resistance or something. No, then it would just end up being an extremely expensive uh, wizard bunker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want it to kill stuff, you got to take a magic banner. Strength 5 on the charge is okay. Yeah. And fight an extra rank, so you get lots of strength 4 attacks. Mm. And armor piercing is also really good. And I think these synergize well with the high magic lore, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, Knights of Rhymer. Um, you pay for devastating charge now, which is okay. I, I preferred it better when it was more points and two attacks each. 
but it's it's fluffy. Um, again, the the banner on these guys is pretty fun. Strength seven on the charge. You can maybe take a flaming lance on the on the uh, what do you call him the the champion mm. or something like that. Uh, actually, I think a few nice things you can do is like the on the Phoenix guard the oh, fuck flame wardens. <laughs> Flame Warden Champion, take the Screaming Sword for 10 points, make yeah. him cause fear. That's a bit of a throwback rule. Or the Beastbane Halberd on the mm. unit on the Swordmaster Champion, it's also nice. Um, yeah, these guys, your Heavy Cavalry, Shrimp 4, Shrimp 6 on the charge, 2 plus arm save, Fireborn, 6 plus mm. ward save. They also synergize well with the High Magic Law. Um, yeah, and again, probably going to take a Magic Banner on these. I usually take 5 of them or 6 of them with a Movement mm. Banner. And a full command. That's my setup. Then we have the chariots. So Reaver Chariot, 65 points, and you can Vanguard. I've seen lists with loads of these, like mm -hmm. big units of them with Vanguard, loads mm -hmm. of characters on chariots. I think it could work, but I, I don't know. I'm not brave enough to try it. I mean, you, you're probably you're the chariot expert. You're the beast player. Maybe you could comment on this 65 points. Yeah, yeah like in... Um... It's the same in the Beast Herd book, you only save 5 points per model in the unit you take after the first one. And the, in, in the Beast Herd book they are core, so you would rather have 4 single, single units yes. than 1 big unit. The only reason to go big is if you call Wizards Wildthorn on the cast Wizards Wildthorn. Yeah. Well, Shrimp six impacted. Damn, I have to drink. Yeah. What's the new word? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it's definitely not called Wisdom's Well for. Yeah. Plus one strength and plus one toughness. It's very good on three chariots <laughs> with the, impact hits. Is it called the Call of the Hunt? No. no it's called uh, the, beast the Beast Within. Beast Within. There you go. And um, <clears throat> also, I think it's stupid that you're only allowed to bring three models. So if you join with a character, he still doesn't have lookouts. Uh, <laughs> So maybe they sh should change the rule then. Three chariots will give. Yeah, like mon monstrous ranks or something yeah. like that for chariots. Yeah, that would that would be nice. Because right now it doesn't make any sense to make a chariot unit. Yeah. Only in the Tomb Kingdom. I agree. Yeah. And well, there's, King there's like a lot of talks. Well, a lot of people would like to see these in core mm. as well. Or at least uh, have an honor which allows you to take them in core. Uh, but they're too good in my opinion to be in core. Yeah, well, the, war the warriors, so the warriors' chariots can be in core. With the yeah, but still, that's the part of the like the army theme. You could theme an army around Reaver chariots. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's better with archers and spearmen. Yeah, I agree. This would be like then the MSU army would be too good. Yeah, loads of chariots. Yeah, yeah for sure. Just the spam chariots and dragons. And yeah. I think maybe you'll see one or two of these uh, for sixty-five points. I think they're fine. Yeah, they're fine because they are so fast. Yeah. Like movement nine is very good for a chariot because chariots can march. Yeah. yeah. Normally you only seven in movement. So. Yeah. The next one is a lion chariot. Um, I think it's really strong for hundred points. It has all the same rules as the lion guard, so it's valiant against the so it gets stubborn against fear. Mm. It does multiple wounds too against uh, and against all the monsters. It has more uh, impact hits. More impact hits as well. So and the the. Lions, they're two attacks strength at five, so it hits like a ton of bricks, and it's only hundred points. Mm. I, I, if I can fit one of these in, I fit it in, but I don't think it's what something that you build your list around. I think it's just a nice addition. In my opinion, take. there's one thing that a lot of people um, 
rarely think about, but it's actually quite important because here you have a chariot with so many special rules. Like it's stubborn against something, it has like more impact, hits multiple wounds, stuff like that. When I play against a unit like that, I have a hard time making the math and calculating what are the odds for me like winning the match if I move forward and actually take the charge from the chariot. In those situations, as a safe player, I, I, I just don't take the risk. Yeah. So in that way, it, it can sometimes be uh, quite good actually to take a unit that is complicated for the opponent to do the math. Yeah, and it's also something that people want to shoot at. Yeah. It's got 3 plus armor save and 7 4, so it's, it's something that they have to deal with. If they, want to, yeah. if they want to move towards you, they have to deal with this, otherwise they're going to get charged. And if they shoot at this one, it can take so many more hits than yeah. a regular like archer unit or yeah. reverse and all the kind of... Yeah. Uh, it's kind of tangy and it's cheap still. Yeah. 100 points. I think only 25 points per wound with a 3 up save. And it's not bad. And you have the ability to place uh, counters and all. Yeah, yeah, you put your counters on these. Um, I think these are going to be used for like gun lines where you're just going to counter charge or, yeah. or dissuade people from moving towards you. So finally, we're at the rare section. Uh, we have two shooting units first the Queen's Guard with the Moonlight Arrows. The strength four. I think I'm always going to take longbows on on both of these units because the extra six inch range is really really good, mm. and an extra three inch range on short range, and these also have weapon skill five and ballistic skill five, and you can also take spears. Yeah, you have an elite unit, so why don't make them more elite? Yeah, I think uh, I think. And also uh, more, so much more of the time you will come within. Um, Short range, yeah, because now it's 15 inches instead of 12. Yeah, and 15 inches, if you do the math, it's uh, it's it's the range where it's kind of hard for difficult for infantry yeah. to charge yeah. you. But if infantry comes within 12 inches, they're probably gonna get charged more yeah. than likely. Yeah, yeah. And the spear upgrade, I think, is a waste now. It used to be you used to be able to take 25 models or 20 models. And with spears, that was good because you'd have a block of spearmen mm. fighting in uh, three or four ranks, three ranks with spears, mm. and uh, it would be really good. But now, you max 15 models, so it's kind of a waste to take spears. I would really like to see this unit be max 20. Mm. I think now with the nerf to the moonlight arrows, I think 20 of them is not that strong. With the plus one to wound, it was really good, but now only strength four. But still, if you bring 20, you all the rest of your army is shooty as well. Yeah, you have to go good line. Yeah, and then it, it makes the game boring. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. <laughs> so maybe, maybe the spears for one point is... Obviously, it's like... It's an option, so yeah. you can fight as well. But I think uh, the extra rank and the... Yeah. And the, what do you call it, the armor piercing is worth it. Maybe for one point, so 15 points a unit. I don't know. I prefer to see them in a unit of 20, but <laughs> maybe I'm a bit biased. <laughs> uh, Grey Watchers, these are probably my favourite unit in the whole book. They're so good. Mm. I'm always going to give them longbows, and I'm never going to give them shields. <laughs> I don't know why they have shields. <laughs> I'm going to take paired weapons every time. Initiative 6 with 2 attacks, weapon skill 5. Why would you Why would you take a shield? For parry? 
But fireballs aren't a save. I mean, the scouts, if they get hit by a fireball, they're dead. Right. If they get hit by something that can kill them, well, they're why dead. Why do you want to give them paired weapons? Why just not longbows? If I have a unit of... And then avoid fire. If I have a unit of 10 of these, mm. I get 15 attacks hitting on a 2+, plus on most things. I know it's rank 3, but that's 15 attacks. I can charge in the flank of a unit of skeletons. I can charge in the flank of... Of a unit of goblins, of a unit of orcs, and I'm doing a lot of wounds. But you have poison. Why don't you just want to shoot? And war machines as well. You're guaranteed to kill a war machine if you're charging. I mean, obviously you're gonna you couldn't shoot them anyway. But the amount of times that I these guys are fighting combats for me. Yeah, and it's cheap. Only one. Point. Yeah, it's only one point in model. You can only have ten in a unit. It's ten points for an extra attack you and get extra initiative. Yeah. yeah, it just makes you it makes you more much more versatile. I don't know why you take a shield. I'm not sure why they have the option for a shield. Would you get five up save? Would you take it? Like if you take a paired weapon and a longbow, you are at 19 points from model. Yeah. You, also, you can take go, a shield as well. Yeah. Why not shield yeah. also? Take it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I really like these. The poison is amazing. Listen, it's called five with poison. You have ten of these. You're taking out yeah. one machine in two turns. <clears throat> Taken out in one turn if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I think these are one of the best units in the book. Uh, Seaguard Reaper now also in in the uh, rare. These have not changed at all. They're solid. 80 points. Can't go wrong. You I think you're always going to take repeating shots. Okay. So uh, just an interesting discussion. What should it cost to take repeating shots to go to a point where you would think about not? Probably 30 points. 30? 30 or 40 points. At 30 points, I'm going to take it. Yeah. At 40 points, I'm going to think about it. Would you also always go for three of them? No. I go so, for as many as I can fit in my list. <laughs> okay. After you have taken the other rare choice. Yeah, exactly. Imagine. Or after I've taken what else I want. Yeah. These are kind of a complimentary thing for me. Yeah. Uh, I think some lists need them. If you're going gun line or you're going max shooting, then you oh. take three every time. Yeah. But... Um, I don't always play with them. In my current ETC list, I'm not using, I don't mm. think. I'm just using the Grey Watchers. Um, they're useful, but they're not an auto-include. And I like that. I think you have better options. For instance, the next one, the Sky Sleep, I think this is an equally viable option. It's gone up a bit in points, which I'm not sure about. I think it needs to be 120 as it was, maybe even 110. It's a great model also, in my opinion. Yeah, it's really useful as well. Um, the upgrades, 170 points in total. It's just really expensive yeah. for what it does. 100, I think 160, 150 points is a bit more viable. Like you can take a giant for 175 points, I think, yeah. or a blood beast 175 points. It doesn't. This does not give you that much. Yeah, it's a movement five chariot, but it's toughness four with four wounds and a really bad armor save. <laughs> what do you call movement one? Movement nine. Nine, yeah. Um, it's quick to fire, uh, which is nice. Hard target. Also. Hard target, but that doesn't give you protection against spells, doesn't give you protection against stone throwers, doesn't give you protection against other stuff that's going to kill you. Yeah, but if, the, if you're playing an opponent who shoots your stone thrower at your sky sleep instead of your dragon and all the <laughs> other... Uh... Yeah, but maybe you don't run a dragon. I think you take this in a in more of a mixed arms, like MSU type army. That yeah. This can do a lot of different things. It can fight, it can protect a yeah. ground, 
and it shoots with shrimp five, four shots. So what what are the options? What so should we go the for? Alden Warhorn. <laughs> Enemy units within twelve inches get minus one weapon skill. This is useful against stuff that is weapon skill four and higher. Because that means it's you're really good. Yeah. That's an insane rule. For 40 points? You yeah. take, would you take it? Because you're going to fly. Yeah, yeah. So you can just land in the, in the center of the opponent's line. and. Yeah, but I think it's good. I think but it's you get really pl- good. You're getting plus one to hit as well. So it's situational. Yeah, but still the opponent have, have a harder time hitting you. Yeah, that's like true. Like Chaos, who doesn't reroll to hit. Like Overcon, like... Yeah. I guess in putting ogres to weapon score too. Yeah. <laughs> like against against beast herd, they have like uh, reroll to hit and stuff like that. So it's not so important. Because I mean, like like I say, it's, it's good. Other elves, it's, yeah. it's good against weapon score five because they're then hitting your elves at four plus instead of three plus, oh. and it's good against weapon score four because then you're hitting them at a two plus instead right. of a three plus. But against weapon score three and lower, it makes no difference. Okay, so against orcs and yeah. orcs. It's uh, like I say, it's situational. Yeah. And like, if they're higher weapons, so like six and higher, then it doesn't matter. But also think about characters. Yeah, I mean, in challenges and stuff, it's yeah. worthwhile. It's like a free me ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But for 40 points on a 130 point toughness 4 model. Yeah, it will. Yeah. <laughs> you have to learn how to play it. Yeah. I think I really like it. I'm going to play it myself. Yeah. But it's expensive. It's an and, interesting uh, yeah. option. And I think I'd rather take other stuff in the rare section. You could you could have this or you could have three bolt throws. Or two bolt throws. Yeah. I think you can take two bolt throws. What is the next upgrade? So the other upgrade gives you a Thunderbolt at level 4, and I think this is actually more attractive for the me. Modeled. So you get lightning attacks. That's good against flying. But it's, again, it's situational. But the Thunderbolt spell is really good. Shrimp 6 power spell. Oh yeah. It's nice. It's like one of the best missiles yeah, in the game. exactly. I think it's good. And only power level 4. But do you take that or do you take the other one? Which one would you take? It depends on my army. If it's an avoidance shoot army, I would take the Thunderbolt. Yeah. If it's a fighting army with like Swordmasters and. Uh... Oh fuck, I have to drink. Swordmasters, that's the right name. Okay. Yeah. They're still called. about the guys, uh, the lion? Uh... That's, uh, what do you think they call a lesson? I don't know. <laughs> Blind Guard. Blind Guard, yeah. Um, I would take the other one. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, next one, Giant Eagle. Nothing changes. Probably not going to take the upgrades. Would you, um, have you ever been thinking about taking a unit? I had a discussion with someone on the forum about this. And he said he always takes two Giant Eagles, not one. And I was like, why? And said, well, it's 30 points more, so it's only 80 points for two. Mm. And one Eagle gets shot really easily. But two, that's six wounds of toughness four. That doesn't get killed by chaff. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. But if you kill one, there's a panic to the other one. Yeah, but it's leadership eight. And you and and they usually hide behind the lines until they're ready to get killed. <laughs> I don't know. I think... I see the idea. Some people yeah. do the same in the, in the Beast Herd book with the Razor Tusks. Yeah. Like... Uh, 
they instead of bringing one they upgrade so you have two but they have leadership six so with one die yeah if you but they just hit so much harder yeah. and there are two of them and in my opinion i rarely have I'm rarely able to shoot away the giant eagle. I shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot, <laughs> even though there's only one of them. They, yeah, toughest four free wounds is okay. Yeah, left with one wound, and the guy put a counter on it, and yeah. he can redirect it with it with the last wound. Yeah, it's 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 your best redirector. Probably the one of the best redirectors in the game. With fly yes. nine, it can be anywhere on the board, yeah. and it's good for putting down. I always I always put my eagle down first in deployment. It's just like eagle, your yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if it was 25 points for an extra one I would consider it a bit more 75 points for 2 is a bit better than 80 but 80 it gives you 4 strength 4 attacks and it gives you um, 2 stumps yeah it's, it's okay it's okay I think both options are viable I don't think you can take 3 3 is too much so the last 2 options in the book are the phoenix or the phenai Phoenix. I think a phoenix is probably is probably plural. So the five phoenix first. Um, I've been using these recently. I don't think they're that good. The 160 points is super cheap, but they're not all that. They only have a five plus ward save. They don't have an armor save, and they only come back on a five plus. It's. It's the rebirth. Yeah, the rebirth thing. It comes back on the three plus if they're ridden, but you're never gonna take it ridden because it's only got a five plus water save, no armor save. But the flame swoop. The flame swoop is good. It's so good against. Uh, oh, it's a nightmare when playing the. What is it called? Skaven. Skaven. Yeah. yeah. I killed eighteen slaves in yeah, one flame swoop last week, but but killing slaves with it is a waste. I flew over some skirmishers and it's just, just D6 hits. I think it's so good. Like those big units of clan rats and slaves and stuff like that. It's useful, but I don't know. I've, I've been playing it a lot recently and I've played against Skaven, yeah. but I just haven't, haven't. Against Skaven, they have the storm banner and they have the spell that stops you flying and it just. Right. I mean, yes, again, it synergizes with the magic lore, but I don't know. I'm not so sure. Can you say how it synergizes with the magic? I think we'll, uh, we're going to take the synergy with the magic okay, in the, after, after we yeah. finish. But yeah, it will synergize with the magic lore, but again, for 160 points it's cheap. You're going to see them, but it's not an auto-include. Hmm. And finally, the Frost Phoenix. This is 200 points. It's about 40 points better as well. It's exactly the same stat line. It has one less initiative. But it has innate defense five plus and fly eight, so it's a little bit, a little bit different. Um, and then it has the aura, which gives minus three initiative and minus one strength, and that's so good. Yeah, it's really good. So good. Minus one strength is just insane. Yeah. So you can you can fly it in, and it's pretty much got toughness six because yeah. it's minus one strength. So yeah, it's really 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 good. I I haven't quite learned how to use it that well. You counter charge, or no, not counter, you, uh, you, you support charge. Yeah, dual charge. Place it on the corner. Yeah. Have your thunder stomp and stuff like that. Yeah. Have your nines doing the rest. Yeah, it also has five attacks, so it's <coughs> fight, fights much better than the five beings with only three attacks. But yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good option for 200 points. Um, your rare section is really crowded. You, you either take your shooting or you take your flyers. Yeah. 
And in general, I don't really like the Phoenix. I don't really like the models. And I don't really like the fluff. But <laughs> I'm pretty good at my shooting more than more than yeah. more often than not. Okay, so uh, lastly, um, we're just going to talk a little bit how the magic synergizes with the uh, with uh, the list. Maybe lastly, you can help me find the magic. Yeah. So uh, I just need to to be a piece. I think you can. I can probably carry on while you go to okay. the toilet. Uh, yeah, so the white magic is the Highborn Elves magic law. Um, it's really, really good law. I'm using it usually with two level twos. Um, we're just going to find the law now. Really, really good radio. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. So the first uh, signature spell, or maybe we'll go with the attribute first. Um, the attribute gives you a damage counter or a, a protection counter against... Um, against anything really. Uh, it's basically a counter that you put on your unit and you, anything that attack that hits the unit you get you negate the first wound that you get. And this can't be on a large target. And it also it's the first unsaved wound that accounts hang on. Models with this large target can't be targeted. Ignore the next unsaved wound that the unit with the counter would suffer after calculating multiple wounds. So if you get D three wounds you only lose one which is kind of annoying, but fair enough. And it's also permanent, so it doesn't last just one turn. It sticks on there, so you can put as many counters as you cast spells on your units, and they have one. They have one protection counter, um, one protection counter for the rest of the game until they get take a wound. It's so good. It's really useful on uh, on characters. It's really useful in chariots. Uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't rate this the shield of the ancients enough than. It's really, really good. Uh, the, the signature spell, Luminous Bolts, 2d6 or 3d6 strength 4 hits. Um, yeah, can't really complain about that. It, it's pretty good. Uh, the Phoenix Rises. Now, this this uh, this kind of synergizes with all the different elements of the Highborn Elves list. So it heals, heals your wounds on your dragon. It heals your wounds on your Phoenix. It... It's, yeah, it just heals a wound in general, but it, it obviously works better on the monsters because they're the ones that you want at full strength when you go in. And you can also get plus one strength to unit. Now, plus one strength is it's really good, but it's really, really good on the high, high, uh, high one else. Fuck. So you, you cast it. <laughs> Drink! You cast it on your spearman and your strength four armor piercing. You cast it on your phoenix guard, your strength five. Maybe I'm a piercing with a banner. You cast it on your sword masters and your strength six. The plus one strength is just such a such a good spell. You cast it on your silver helms. Fuck silver helms. Highborn lances. Your your strength six on the charge. Yeah. For for a four plus for recovering a wound and an eight plus for getting plus one strength. Really really good spell. Probably actually one of the best spells. Um, guiding hand number two spell. You get extra movement, weapon skill, ballistic skill, or initiative. Or you can boost all four characteristics. Now, this has so many uses with the highborn elves. The ballistic skill is the big one. You can put it on a bolt thrower. Fuck bolt thrower, Seagull Reaper. <laughs> You'd have thought I'd learned by now after 10 episodes of drinking on the podcast. The more you drink, the less you'll remember. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> Extra ballistic skill on the bolt throw. If you can get it's ballistic skill six or seven, that makes your single shot. I said bolt throw again. 
Maybe I should go down the beer for you. Yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost out, actually. Um, Ballistic Skill 7 on the bot. Oh, fuck, Seagull Reaper. Right. <laughs> Ballistic Skill 7 on the Seagull Reaper is really good because you're going to hit most things on a 2 or a 3, even with cover and long range and all the other right. shit. Um, the weapon skill is probably not going to be used that much. And the initiative as well because you have high weapon skill and initiative. But it's really useful in a mirror match or against other elves. And if you're against other elves, then you're going to hit them on one one extra fast, one better dice roll. So you hit them on a 2 plus rather than a 3 plus if you have the same weapon skill. And the most important one is initiative. If you can get initiative 6 on your elves fighting against other elves, you're going to strike first, which means you're going to do the casualties before they get to attack. And that's so, so important when you're fighting the elf on elf matchup. Excuse me. Movement is nice as well. Plus D3 movement on a on a Spearman unit, you can get movement six, movement seven, even movement eight. That means that you're gonna get probably gonna get the charge off next turn and it threatens your opponent. So you cast it on your Lion Guard, give him movement eight, <laughs> and then the opponent has to think twice about moving into that charge range. Uh, the hidden path. Now this is one of the synergistic spells with the with the Phoenix. You get an uh, a remaining moose move in the in the magic phase which means that you can double fly over units so you can fly twice and do the swooping fire thing mm. which is really good so you you fly over a unit do the d6 plus d3 for each rank and then do it again in the magic yeah. phase this is really really good really spell good, yeah. but uh, only in that combination yeah yeah well it works for other things as well you still get you still can move through terrain and you can yeah. still you still get a magical move. It's still a good spell in general, but it also just synergizes really well with the Phoenix. Mm. But it's expensive, like, if you want to. Yeah, 15 plus a 16 inch move, yeah. but that's probably fair. Yeah. Um, the next one, this is probably one of the best spells in the deck as well. You get a ward save 5 plus, or if you already have a ward save, you get plus 1 ward save. Mm. And a lot of things in the Highborn Elves book have ward saves. Yeah. For example, the Phoenix has a 5 plus ward save. You cast it, you get a 4 plus ward save. That's quite a big difference. Again, the Phoenix card, 4 plus ward save to 3 plus ward save. That's crazy good. Yeah. That's insane. And it's really good with the Knights as well. Yeah, the Knights and Rhymer. Yeah, they have the high armor save. Yeah. And then they have 6 up ward saves. Yeah, so you get plus 1 as well. Yeah, 5 plus. Yeah, and then the same with the Silver Helms. <coughs> Dark Silver Helms, high armor lances. Yeah. And also your characters. If you give your characters a 4 yeah. plus ward save, then they get an extra ward save as well. Mm. Um, the next one, Arcane Disillusion. This is your character sniping one. Really useful against those uh, oh, war I hate that spell. Warriors of the Dark Gods or Beast Herds player with yeah. a 2 plus armor save. Yeah, you can take a wound off a character and destroy the magic items. Yeah. And that's so good. I think it's too good that it, it's both like one metal shifting hit and an item. And it's only cast on 11 plus. But it is a random item, you can't choose. Yeah, you used to be but, able to choose. But still, you cast it on a, on a guy with one item. You're sure to get the, the good item. Yeah, but. Like if it's a mage with a dispel scroll, you're sure to remove this dispel scroll. Well, you're just going to easily dispel scroll for the spell. Yeah, but then you lose your <laughs> scroll on a, on a easily cast spell. 11 plus, yeah, it's really good. And um, like I'm running a BSB uh, in my Beast Herd army. A BSB a hero or shifting on a chariot, so he gets toughest five from the chariot, and then yeah. I give him the 
Aegis Blade High, so he gets toughness six. Yeah. And four of Regen. And <laughs> when the guy casts their spell on him, <laughs> he loses one toughness, he loses his four plus Regen, and suddenly just have a naked type of armor safe dude in a chariot. Like, <laughs> I spent all my dice like dispelling this spell in a game. I yeah. It's really good. It's a really good spell on, on 11 plus as well. And it's not that situational. No, you, you can always use this. You can yeah. always destroy magic items. True. Even if they don't have a good armor save for the metal shifting, yeah. you can still destroy magic items. Or the other way around. If the item is not good, you can take a wound on a hero. Yeah, exactly. And a hero with only two wounds. Or, yeah. With one wound. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. Down on one, yeah. True. And the last spell, Cataclysm. Um, so I think we've gone through all the synergistic ones. This is just a direct damage spell. The old Flames of the Phoenix. Every model in the unit takes a strength 3 hit or strength 4 hit on an 18+. I don't think you're ever going to cast a strength 4 one on an 18+, unless you want to blow yourself up. Um, but it remains in play. And it's good for taking out big units. Big units of Gore, fuck, Wild Horns. Yeah. Big units of Barbarians. Even units of elves. I think this is a really good spell. It's flaming. Does all the does the job. And it remains in play. Yeah, it remains in place. So obviously, it remains in play. To draw out your opponent's power dice in the next right. turn if you actually manage to get it off. So yeah, that's kind of the. What, what I, what often happens is that if people place a spell like that on my unit and it goes through, it takes. It kills a lot of guys the first time it hit, but then it's like uh, less and less guys. Less and less on. and less guys. So you, so you leave just it. leave it on, yeah. Yeah. And then move the unit backwards, but it still it takes a big unit and makes it uh, yeah less fighty and yeah. Yeah, if you can get it off, it just pretty much neutralizes one unit. Yeah. And that's crazy, for the for the what for what it does. It's really good. I think the last point I want to make is with the highborn elves is that. As we've said for throughout mm. this podcast, is that you build your list around your units. Mm. So if you want to take Phoenix, then probably maybe you should go for high magic, white fuck, white Dragon magic. magic. <laughs> if you want to go for Dragon, maybe you go with white magic as well because it's got all these. You can you can put you can heal it with the Phoenix Rises. You can give it a ward save. You can give it plus one strength, <laughs> mm. which is really good. If you want to go with loads of spearmen, then maybe you you build your list again around the white magic because you can get plus one strength. Right. If you want to take certain honors like the Order of the Fiery Heart, that gives you a flaming sword. So that's really good against shooting lists because you can give plus one to wound on the archers, plus one to wound on the strength four uh, queen's guard, um, things like that. You, you can Cranry Tower gives you so many options. Like for example, in my list that we're gonna play just now, mm. I have a commander with Cranry Tower, and I've chosen Life and Heavens. And because I have a dragon in the list, the Heavens Magic signature allows me to to uh, get minus one to hit on a cannon or mm. a four plus to shoot a stone thrower. And it all and the Life also allows me to heal my dragon. And regen my uh, lion guard. So right. you you build your list around the things that you need to do, and you get these synergies from the magic, and also the magic items. For example, the bow of Elu that obviously gives you extra shooting. So in a shooting list, that's really good. Mm. You can put him in a unit of queen's guard, 
or you can have a Queen's Companion, a unit of Queen's Guard, and then you have a White Magic, and then you cast the extra Ballistic Skill, and that makes it better to hit. Mm. And you really, really have to build your Hive One Elves list around the Magic phase. It's really important. And again, uh, things like like we said with the Gleaming Robe on the Archmage, and then the Banner of Bakame, mm. you put the bo- both things in the same unit, and you get plus one to your dispel attempts, and you have a wizard that can sit there and not get harmed. Mm. So I think you you just have to, when you're building these lists, you have to think about what you want in the list and how it's going to synergize with the rest. Mm. The Highborn Elves don't have like synergies in the same way as other armies do, but you have to think about what magic law you want to use and how you want to build your list. Is it a defensive list that stands there and shoots? Is it like an aggressive list that pushes yeah. towards an enemy? And then you have to choose your magic lore to support your army. Mm. And I think it's probably the one army in the game that you really have to think about your magic lore, depending on on what units you want to take. True. So do you have any final comments for the Highborn Elves uh, army review? Only that you, you said, like, the only thing is mostly, like, the magic who decides the synergy in the army, but the sky scoop as well. Yeah. Because they added the option to do the weapon skill or the yeah. thunderbolt. Yeah, that's a one way. Um, so those kind well, of yeah. that buff wagon, yeah, you true. can build the army just around one of those, yeah. just fighting against things which needs to buff like negative weapon yeah. skill. So all these small things kind of uh, synergize with the army. For example, if you if you're gonna struggle against taking out like big units, so like if you want to go cavalry, because cavalry can charge into a big unit, do lots of wounds, but they're mm. gonna be steadfast. So if you want a cavalry army, then take a take a fire phoenix because then you can remove those ranks from the yeah. big units, things like that. You have to think about when you build your lists. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna take a break now. Uh, we're gonna come back after the break and talk about Lasse's new adventures. Yeah. With his movement trays. And mm. so thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this review. Yeah. Hopefully it will be up on the seventh of um, May. <laughs> we're <Yeah>. in May. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Enjoy your high one else. If you have any questions or comments, please comment to us on the on the forums or you can message us at amatimedk at gmail.com. back again um, here with Lasse yeah. and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Lasse's new project which is a magnetic movement trays company so Lasse yeah. take it away tell us about your movement trays yeah for quite a few months now maybe half a year I have supplied magnetic movement trays for the Danish market yeah I, I actually have some of these trays yeah what do you think about them um, I'm I was really apprehensive to begin with, I was like, oh, it's a lot of effort to magnetize all my models and put them on a tray, and I, I wasn't really sure about it, but I started my uh, Vampire Covenant army, mm-hmm. and I have 
big units that have a unit of 50 skeletons and 50 zombies. And the first game I ever played with them, I, I they fell up. They were falling everywhere. As soon as I went over a hill, they were gone. Mm. And and the lasso was like, oh, you should you should uh, get some magnetic movement trays. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's a lot of effort. But you know what? I bought some, and they're amazing. They're so yeah. good. It took me like 10 minutes to put the magnets on the bases, like really fast. Just a bit of glue, magnet, bit of glue, yeah. magnet, really fast. And they're so good now. They just they stay in place. They don't fall off the tray. I've also bought some uh, some skirmish ones from you mm. for my uh, wood elf. Oh, fuck, silver elf. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of beer. I'll bring you some more. Silver elf army. And and yeah, they, they look really cool. And it's... Uh, some some of my opponents sometimes they they complain because you don't put your skirmishers exactly in the right place mm. and with the movement tray they they kind of cut out to be the perfect yeah. like perfect distance apart and they fit really well in the base and they don't fall over yeah so good I'm I'm really really happy with my movement trays and I think you you've just recently um, released a new version of these trays yeah version two point zero will 2. hit 0. the market next week. Okay, what can we expect from version 2? Yeah, it's like, um, first of all, it's a plate of iron. And iron is uh, have a much more stronger magnetic connection than uh, metallic sheets or paint containing metal. Yeah. So it really holds the models in place. Yeah, I have no problem with my, yeah. with my zombies. And they then stick I, really on well. the metal sheet, or the iron sheet, I have put on a... HDF laser cut wooden rim and um, the rim is three millimeter tall and three millimeter wide so it's perfect height for a games workshop base and um, the quality is very good now it's a uh, HDF uh, wood and um, what you simply do is that you put your magnet glued under your the base of your model and uh, you put it on the tray and it just sticks there and then you have the option to put magnets in the bottom of a box or something like that and you have a very good transportation system yeah i've seen yours you have a big plastic box yeah and you've done like strips of strips of magnets right like magnetic yeah. strips yeah on the bottom like underside of the box yeah and then you just all you do is you you have your models on your magnetic movement tray, not moving around. Yeah. You put them in the bottom of your box, and they stick to the bottom of your box. Yeah. So if you're driving in your car, yeah. Then they don't they don't fall over. They don't rock around in your yeah. car. Like we, we went to went on a gaming day last weekend. Yeah. And uh, Christopher's models were in the, in the boot of Rasmus's car. Yeah. And when we got there, they were everywhere. They were falling over all over the place because yeah. we'd be going over bumps and all this. But if you if they magnetize the box, they stick in the box and they don't yeah. move around. So yeah, I, I was, That's true. I was yeah. quite impressed with your yeah. little solution. And also it's faster. Yeah. Right, when you want to get to a game. It's... Yeah, it's so convenient because you have all your models on the trays. You just take them out of the tray, place them on the gaming mat. You play and after the game you take them back into your box and they are ready for your next game. So yeah. that way you save so much time because you don't have to take <laughs> each model down in and out of your foam. Yeah, God, tell me about it. My zombies yeah. is like, a hundred of them is like, yeah. one zombie, two zombie, yeah. three zombie. And then, actually, oh. actually, the vision of my company is to improve the gaming experience of 9-age players and to strengthen the community around 9-age. And um, 
SS Skaven? What is the new name for Skaven? Drink Vermin Swarm. As a Vermin Swarm and a Beast Herd player, you have so many models. Yeah. So that's what's kind of began it all. Yeah. And you're also supporting the community with giving some prize supports at tournaments. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're, you're giving Amma Hammer some, yeah. some prize support. So yeah. you guys come into Amma Hammer, you have the pleasure if you if you do well enough to yeah. get some of Lassa's movement trades. And I sponsored the tournament in Jutland as well. Um, with prizes. So. Yeah. I don't know if you're doing any more. Maybe you're doing NIFCON. Are you giving some prize support to that? Um, not e at the moment, ETC but I will do. I will contact them and do it. Yeah, um, fantastic. Uh, yeah, and um, right now I'm only selling the movement trades to the Danish market through a Facebook page called Magnetic Space Movement Trade.com. So Magnetic Movement Trade.com in two words. And um, in a week or two, maybe two weeks, I will go online with an international web page called movementrade.com. And we will put a link to the Facebook page. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes for you. Yeah, yeah. we will put it everywhere so you can see it. Yeah, so how, if, if someone wants to get hold of some movement trades or yeah. some magnets, because you also sell magnets yeah, as well, I sell magnets how too. can they get in contact with you? Uh, right now, during the next two weeks, it will be on Facebook, on MagneticMovementTrade.com and in uh, two weeks time, it will be on MovementTrade.com. MovementTrade.com, just yeah. www.MovementTrade.com. Exactly. Fantastic. And if anyone gets <laughs> wants to get in contact with Lasse and mm -hmm. get some movement trades and you're struggling to find him on Facebook, uh -huh. you're welcome to contact me here at Amatime, so AmatimeDK at gmail.com. Or you can contact me through the Nightfage forum. You probably see me posting all the time. Are you on the Nightfage forum, Lasse? I am. I think I'm called Blickfeld or Lasse Blickfeld. I have to look it up. And okay. I will put all my contact information in the comment box below the yeah. podcast. And also, I have to say that um, I'm planning on... Oh, if you don't need movement trace, just go to the page anyway when it's ready. Because yeah, give it a like. I have a lot of... Um, it's also kind of a blog where I write about different uh, 9-H tournaments. I, I put on all the well-performing army lists. I uh, show all my own models and my projects. Lasse's, I would say Lasse is probably one of the best painters in the Amazon group. Is You've Thanks. won you've won a painting awards at some yeah. tournaments, I know. Yeah, I have. So some of his models are fantastic, and he's, you do a lot of conversions as yeah, well. Yeah, I have a Minotaur wall or built out of a bloodthirster body. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty gnarly actually. And then, it's really cool. And then I made this big ass tower shield for him. Yeah, and you, you also do some print, like some prints on banners and shields yeah. as well. It's worth worth having a look. Yeah. So even if you're not interested in movement trades, just go get inspired. Yeah, yeah. go and check out Lasse's blog on uh, movement tray, magneticmovementtray.com on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, also, Lasse, you said that you're hoping to be in shops soon. Yeah, my plan is to reach uh, a lot of the retailers around uh, Europe. Um, I'm starting with Denmark, and then I move to Norway. Um, my plan is to go Copenhagen, Jutland. Stavanger, and then move on from there. Cool. And My girlfriend lives in Stavanger, or she's yeah. from Stavanger. Oh, cool. Maybe she knows someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, it's made for the nine age. I have to say. So all the meshes and stuff like that. I have 
35 different movement trays at the moment. Yeah, and they're all perfectly fitted to the Ninth yeah. Age models and Ninth Age units. And also, if you take a, a cavalry base from Games Workshop, it's not 25 millimeters wide. No? It's only 23.5. <laughs> so at the moment, I have a movement trays, some movement trays called tight. So they are fitted for key... Games Workshop. Games Workshop bases. Okay. But eventually, in some time, I will also supply uh, bases that are the right size. Like perfectly 50 mil or yeah. 25 mil. Yeah, that's okay. like my next project. My next product. It's uh, bases that fit. And um, yeah, so go and take a look at movementray.com in two weeks' time. Make an order and make me happy, and uh, <laughs> you will see new nine uh, H related products. It's just just one more one more thing, just to, before we finish. Um, obviously, you wanna. We're in Denmark right now, and we're you're you've mainly sending to Danish customers. Is it is it quite easy to ship around Europe? Yeah, it is very or even, easy. Even you can to just America? pay pay through PayPal, and uh, I can ship to all of Europe. I'm looking into shipment to uh, the United States as well. Fantastic. I have already shipped a few uh, boxes outside of Europe to Norway, actually. Yeah. And it's quite easy and uh, there's no problem. Yeah, do you have a roughly a delivery time? I think the delivery time is from... In Denmark, it's from one to four days. Yeah. And uh, I won't say anything for certain in Europe at the moment, but within a week. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So it's pretty fast as well. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully um, if you guys want some movement trays, you can get in contact with Lasse. Yeah. I would I would recommend it. From my experience, magnetizing your army is is like getting if you're getting pro, if you want to be a pro gamer, <laughs> you magnetize your army. It yeah, so makes is. makes life so much easier, and it also looks really good as well. I think yeah. the movement tray, the ones that Lasse's built now, they look really really good. I've had a look at them today, yeah. and they they look really fantastic. Um, actually, I'm going to be posting up some pictures soon. Um, my Sylvan Alpha Army is getting shipped to me in the next few weeks. Yeah. And I'm going to be building up my movement trays. So stay tuned on uh, my blog and maybe on Amatime blog as well. There'll be some pictures of Lass's movement trays and yeah. how I've built them up over the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. And again, if you want to contact me, you can contact, or even Lassa if you want to contact Lassa through me, amatimedk at gmail.com. May it be an evening star shines down upon you. May it be when darkness falls, your heart will be
it be you just 